0: Welcome to Travolting, hosted by Jeff Sweeney and Stuart Elmore, covering Shout, enjoy the episode. Welcome, welcome to another episode of Travoltin'. Jeff, folks. Jeff, Jeff,
1: you don't have to shout in my face, bitch.
0: <laughs> we come in with the hot heat <laughs> already. Jesus. Um, well,
1: yeah, I, I already come in hot. Because... This is an
0: episode where we have to shout. Oh my God! We're covering shout, so we'll be shouting. We're covering shouts so the whole
1: time. We're shouting. Can you, if you're gonna talk? No, I'm not. I'm not actually gonna. This do is that. not gonna be the bit. No, the bit's not gonna be shouting at random times. I'll have to. You know, our audience probably just left already. Yeah, we've literally lost
0: everyone. Come back, please. Um, so we're just gonna spend because you folks have already stopped listening. We're just gonna spend the rest of the episode talking about the Kung Fu Panda trilogy. Um, <laughs> I'm a really big fan of Jack Black's performance. Listen,
1: um, Angelina Jolie is Tigress though. Yes. Can the, we talk? Though. Can, can, though. We, can we talk? Can we talk about Angelina Jolie's Tigress? Yes, we
0: can. But you know, we we aren't here to actually talk about Kung Fu Panda nor Angelina Jolie. But we do want to thank you folks for listening to Angel uh, Eyes of something? an Angel Eyes of an Angel last week. Our most recent that was terrible. I'm that sorry. was really bad. Our most recent episode of Eyes of an Angel. Roll thank you, folks, for tape. listening. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, this week we're not covering Eyes of an Angel, we're not covering Kung Fu Panda, uh, we're not covering Ant-Man and the Wasp, nor Aquaman, nor any other movie. Any this. of
1: those good movies you would have wanted us you would have us to cover.
0: Don't know why I picked those movies, but this week we are covering Shout. Shout. Yes, as we said in the intro, this week we are do, shouting do to the th- heavens. Do you
1: think there? he has a movie called like Whispers or Whispers <laughs> of the Damned? Or... You better
0: make a sequel to this called Whisper.
1: <sighs> do you think this warrants, I don't think this warrants a sequel.
0: I mean, the box office totals have uh, uh, certainly ended its chances
1: of a sequel. Yeah, right. Um, this did not make any money, did it?
0: It did not. We're, we'll get to that at the end of this episode.
1: Yeah. So but, shout.
0: Yeah.
1: Nineteen ninety-one. Yes.
0: Um, coming out. You know, Travolta's. Been trying to get back into you know serious acting
1: around this point. This is coming from Eyes of an Angel, which is neon, on impossible to find. Yes, which we found and watched. We found and watched for you, for you, the audience. Yes, we watched it on my VCR player.
0: <laughs> a good episode.
1: Yeah, but a um, good episode indeed.
0: This movie's pretty
1: accessible. Yeah, um it's on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I think the- you can probably rent it in other places too.
0: You know, uh, so Travolta's trying to get back into serious acting around this point. Yeah. Um, he's not considered A-list in Hollywood anymore. Right. So he's not getting the great offer. He's not getting the great roles. No. So he's basically at this point kind of just doing zeitgeisty stuff. Just, he's playing like movies that are just other movies but cheaper.
1: Directorial debut shit.
0: Yeah, kind of that. But like um, Eyes of an Angel and Chains of Gold both felt like they were aping the style of movies at the time but for a lesser budget yeah my like chains ago Goat felt like an early 90s action movie but without any action right uh eyes of an angel kind of felt like some weird like mob slash dog movie riff you know early 90s there's a lot of dog movies yeah score says he was kind of having a renaissance with
1: mob movies
0: so it makes sense he would do that he would do those Tar- two, he Tarantino
1: did. popped off already, right? He didn't even he uh, well, he's River doing Dogs. Reservoir Dogs right around now. Rise, right around now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um but you know this movie I I would say it's like I wrote this as my review for the movie. If Footloose met Dead Poet Society, but if Kevin Bacon straight up sucked and Robin Williams was wanted murderer. And and that is this movie.
1: And I would just think of another comparison, Mr. Holland's Opus. I've not seen that. Uh, it's another music teacher who teaches kids how to yeah. be good with how to music. be good how to be good through music. So he's about a guy teaching people how to be good. Yep, how to be good. So um, I'm very glad you said mentioned Dead Poets Society and Footloose because that's exactly what I wrote. This is if Dead Poets Society because Dead Poets Society takes place in like the 20. I'm a huge fan of the movie. It takes place in the 20s, I want to say, or maybe, no, 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 50s. It takes Does place it? in the 50s because you think it's in the 20s because of the private the old architecture private school they're all in suits but then you realize they're in a private school yeah it's that's 19, stuck in the past depot
0: society said in 1959
1: so it, okay this is set in 1955 in texas yes. whereas depot society i think is like new england northeastern region i think mm. um instead of a private like boy's school like a prestigious private boy's school this is a Death camp. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, for, this for is young a
1: men. Concentration death camp. Sorry, Holocaust jokes aren't cool. But like, this is a like a what would you call it? a juvenile work camp? No, because they the, never explain it. So here's how it's explained in the movie. Okay, is he says
0: some of these kids are juveniles, delinquents, Some of them are runaways. Some of them, their parents sent them here. But it's a school, but also a, a camp. work with chain fences. Yeah. So it's kind of like a boarding school slash juvie center. Yeah. Uh, It's like my understanding.
1: They never really... Yeah, exactly. What you just said is how they explain it, which is kind of vague.
0: Yes, which leaves a lot to be desired of figuring out. Exactly. Because there's a house for girls in the same town.
1: But it's in the town. This is on the outskirts of the farm. Yes. Where the girls, which they're chained behind fences too. There's a
0: girls and a boys one here, even though the boys one's further out.
1: Yeah. Both so, have gated areas, though. And
0: they're called houses for boys and girls. So it's like almost an orphanage slash, like, kind of? Ju- it doesn't make sense. Never exactly explained. What yeah, this is. And I
1: know we're jumping ahead, but to go back to the Dead Poet Society uh, comparison. So, yeah, prestigious Northeastern English boarding school for boys. This is a Texas 1950s Juvie orphanage boys' school. Instead of teach, instead of a mysterious professor coming in and teaching poetry, which teaches the boys how to think for themselves and live, it is a music teacher who, spoiler, alert, wanted for murder, <laughs> <laughs> um, coming in and teaching the boys how to play rock, and, rock roll. and roll. But like more so, like blues. He teaches
0: them how to shout
1: blues, rock and roll, yes. like that type of. Uh, Fa- f- foundational era of rock and roll and,
0: and it makes sense that this role would appeal to travolta uh yes obviously deb study worked out really well for robin williams yes it Mo-
1: was i think it was one probably his first serious acting yeah. career but before he did cool hunting yeah.
0: <laughs> movies of this well i don't think it was his first he did good viet good morning vietnam prior i
1: think that's true and that that did but, get him um, some accolades
0: yeah he, he he had been around doing some good stuff yeah but um this feels very much like Charles is like, oh, I'm gonna get in on this on this thing that's going on. On this
1: teacher vibe. Yeah. Role. Um,
0: and doesn't really work out well for him. I, I don't think he's bad in this movie.
1: I don't but. he got a Razzie for we're supporting act Razzie nom. He okay. got nominated for an Razzie really? for worst pretty. Nom- I, I think Razzie's just like to yeah. fuck on Travolta. He's fine in this. movie. He's fine in this movie. I would
0: even think he's might be good in. The,
1: he might be the only
0: good performance in this movie.
1: I think he is the best performer yeah. in this movie. By by yeah. by. F- the only one I can see actually doing actually kind of well is Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> <In> <laughs> his, her first appearance. Her first cinematic debut. Yeah. Um. And then there's uh, Jamie Walters, who's playing Jesse. Who sucks. He She's sucks. Awful. He's horrible. Heather um, Graham is in this. Yes, the is. What happened to Heather Graham?
0: Um, she hasn't been around for a little bit. I think. What uh, happened? I don't think anything happened except she, for the Hollywood, uh, you know, patriarchy.
1: Oh yeah. That once a woman she, hits forty. She, yeah, she hit forty. That's sad. I think Heather Graham yeah. was in some good stuff.
0: Her, she was recently in Norm of the North. Oh. Uh,
1: Well, Heather Graham, Uh, if you'd like to appear on a John Travolta podcast episode, we'd be happy to have you and talk through your uh, trepidations and trials working on this movie.
0: Because she's coming right off of early successes, uh, her early movies, and then also Twin Peaks right around this
1: time. Can we also talk about how this has a lot of, you know, when I first saw that we're going back to Texas.
0: Yeah, a lot of urban cowboy vibes. We got some urban cowboy
1: vibes here. He's an urban cowboy in this He is an urban cowboy. We also got some urban cowboy vibes in terms of the lessons you're supposed to learn. Like maybe uh, don't make bets if you can sleep with the warden's daughter.
0: Making bets about rape.
1: Making bets about rape. That's about it. That's it. Yep. Yeah. And this is uh 1991. Urban Cowboy was 1970. We're, we're making such progress. Yeah, it was like over 12 years yeah. in the future, and we're we're back to rape jokes. Yep. Yay. Very cool. Very cool. Ah, uh, yeah. We we already got into this before, but is there any pretense or any? I mean, you've already filled in a lot of the gaps of his career, so I don't know. Yeah,
0: I feel like I pretty much like summarize where we're at. He's yeah. trying to get back into it. This probably understands why it's an appealing role. Yes, it's his first supporting performance we've actually seen since, um, I think Devil's Reign. Carry uh, Carrie because I don't think I don't think we've had any really? supporting Travoltas.
1: I mean he, he's he would definitely be considered the lead of Look Who's Talking next yeah. to He's um, he's
0: Cur- arguably a lead in this movie, but he gets and Billing. I was gonna
1: say he is kinda like the,
0: Jesse's the lead. Basement's the sucks. dumbwaiter. Um I'd say he's co leads in that. Co lead. Um Devil's Reign and Carrie, he is I'm looking through all uh, my supporting notes. boy in Plastic Bubble, Saturday Night Fever, Grease, yeah. Moment,
1: moment. Yeah, I would I he is kinda like but I would also say it's like a shared lead. Yeah,
0: he. I mean, he's he's the teacher role, so it's the prominent
1: supporting. That's like saying Robin Williams isn't the lead role of Dead Poets Society. I mean, like, Robin Williams is the lead role. The kid's the lead, though. But Robin Williams Robin is the most Williams, marketable character. But. He's kind of, I mean, in terms of measure the screen time. Yes. I'm sure Jamie Walters had more screen time than John Travolta, but yeah. probably not that much.
0: But John Travolta also gets and billing, which is, like, what solidifies him as supporting in this.
1: And IMDb is billed number one, though.
0: Yeah, but in the movie, it's and all these people, and then and, and John, John Travolta, Travolta as Cabe, Cabe,
1: Cabe, Cabe, it's Cabe, with Cabe. Jack Cabe, Jack Cabe, a Cabe. name that's Cabe. totally Cabe. normal, Jack Cabe, Jack
0: Cabe, Jacob. Jack Cabe. Jack Cabe. Jack Cabe. Jack Cabe.
1: <laughs> I murdered a Frenchman and moved to Missouri. <laughs> um, cool. So should we just like dive right into the plot, man? Oh, I
0: well, mean, gotta, I gotta, you know, we gotta talk about how this movie came to be. Which there's a very little evidence of online. Yeah. Um,
1: what production company made this?
0: I don't know.
1: It, it was univers. It's a Universal movie. That's right. But um, distributed by Universal. Yeah.
0: But it's directed by Jeff Hornaday. Um, who is a choreographer, does a lot of dance choreography. I looked him
1: up. Did he do anything besides this? I mean, he did he stuff, did. but it's like, this is probably, if you consider big movies, like if this is well, a big movie. He did movie. something
0: that's bigger. It just didn't release in theaters. But um, What was it? Well, first he was a choreographer. He choreographed a lot of live events, a lot of music videos, whatnot, yeah. directed some random stuff. He's directed world tours for Madonna and Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. He also directed events for Bill Clinton and Barack Obama. Fascinating. Um But you know he's just he was like a huge choreographer in Hollywood. Just did a lot of things. Yeah, this is he maybe worked with Travolta, and that kind of led to this working. I'm not sure about that. Mm -hmm. But uh, this was his first chance to direct a full movie. He would do it about music, obviously, because he is a choreographer. But there isn't really much dancing in this. (laughs) Not much. There's a little, but not much. But um, he would later go on to direct the Teen Beach Movie movies for Disney. Um, one of them he won best choreography for.
1: For what award show? Um, kids Choice.
0: No, it wasn't kids. It was something that was actually real. Like I was genuinely surprised to see it.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah, he won. Oh, it was the. Oh, never mind. I lied. It was the MTV Music Video Award oh,
1: for we'll, Best Choreography. Well, fuck that. We don't care about MTV Music Awards.
0: Um, no, he he won. Um, he wanted. He was nominated for Directors Guild of America for Best Director for a thing called Geek Charming, which is um a movie he directed in 2011
1: for <laughs> Disney Channel interesting interesting indeed
0: but yeah he, this is pretty much his like only theatrical major release in that sense yeah I'd say teen beach movie is probably bigger just is teen beach movie <laughs> i've not seen teen beach movie neither I, have i maybe we'll do the teen beach movie cat no the teen beach podcast one day um, no we won't maybe we'll um <laughs> But here's a fun fact about it. the cinematographer for this, Robert Brinkman. He was uh, 28 years old. He 28. Finished. He was, he was the at youngest. the time the youngest person to shoot a major Hollywood studio film. Which right from the INDU trivia section. Yeah. Um, Ripped from the headlines.
1: Well, and I, I, that's a little bit surprising, but also not. I mean, like considering there's probably a lot of DPs I mean, around that I mean, age.
0: This movie is actually pretty well shot, which is the surprising. Part.
1: It is pretty well this shot. This movie's pretty well shot. There's I a was very of, surprised. There's a lot of beautiful shots in this. You, yeah. d- uh, one, I did write this down. The number of scenes set at sunset. Yes. Because we're both assistant directors, and we know like the complication, the complicated factor of shooting a lot of sunset scenes.
0: Well, you know, this was actually the first production to use the volume from the Mandalorian. Uh, so everything was get just the, filmed with the screen. Get, get the <laughs> fuck out of <laughs> here!
1: So. I don't even think that technology existed or was it, thought it, of it yet, did
0: not. man. Um. But yeah, um, I guess that leads us right into the start of the movie because it starts with a very nice sunset shop.
1: Yes. Uh, well, sunrise. Sun morning. Yeah. And we're getting establishing shots showing that, that we're in the middle this of air nowhere town, like in, in Texas.
0: Yes. It's like field texas not desert
1: texas it's yeah it's field uh prairie Texas, yes. texas not not desert texas it's honest
0: to god prairie it feels like a little house on the prairie same design i, I
1: if the, if i didn't hear know, know that this was in texas i would have thought this was like nebraska, yeah, I said or nebraska iowa or Kansas or yeah yeah this does i mean i haven't been to texas so i don't know all the diverse environments mm. but i imagine there are prairie sections but it's just yeah. when you think of texas you think of like a skull on the side of a <laughs> dirt road in the desert, like you know, like that's kind of what I get when I think of Texas. But
0: yeah, it's probably North Texas, which I would assume is more prairie.
1: Like, do you want to go on a road trip to Texas, Jeff?
0: Maybe one day.
1: Let's, let's do it tomorrow. Okay. okay. Austin,
0: here we come. Here we come. Um, No, but um yeah, it starts with some really nice looking establishing shots. I actually, yep. it's very beautiful. Yeah, very uh, pretty. This guy knows how to, you know, use the camera settings. Which I suppose is like the basics of being a cinematographer. The dog. camera settings. <laughs> yeah, because it, it's not just it shot. Was shot on film. Yeah, shot on film. I, what am I talking about? I'm dumb. Never mind. I don't know where I was going with that. But uh, yeah, we're establishing <laughs> shots of this town. Uh, um, and then you wait, just start it was hearing... shot in California, though. Yeah, very Universal. Extremely funny. Yeah. <laughs> but you yeah. start hearing uh, the bells.
1: Yeah, the church bells. You can
0: hear someone y'all get up.
1: Get up. Is it get, get up?
0: up? Is that what he's yelling? Well, is that what he's shouting? Wake, wake up. Wake or up. Or get up. Get up. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, what in tarnation? And all these people in town are walking down. They're like, what is going on over at the church?
1: Well, the first thing I thought was like, is this how they normally get up? And then yeah. you see people like opening their windows and looking outside confused. Yeah. It's a very small town. Like yes. one block. Yes. And that's the town. I don't think there's a stoplight.
0: It's... Uh, it, it certainly looks like a back-a-lot studio. Yes, 100%. Um, back it's like one studio. block with a curved road so you can't see past. Uh, exactly.
1: The they guy. don't face any other opposite directions. Yes. So, um, yeah, I wrote down Jamie Walters ringing bell being a hooligan.
0: Yes, it's this hooligan, Jesse, on top of the church ringing the
1: bell. What a great character get intro. Up. And then and the uh, police show up and they're like, get
0: down! He's get like, down. make me!
1: And then he throws beer bottles at the police. Yeah. And, and then, then
0: they m- run to the church.
1: And, and then they rest him. We
0: cut to him in the back of a police car, going down the road.
1: Title sequence. Yeah. Shout. Shout. Why is this movie called Shout? Because he shouts. But this, is there, this
0: movie's about rocks. I guess it's like, you know, you make me want to shout. That's not, even though that song does not appear in this movie.
1: I am very confused. Like, why wasn't it called... There's so many other titles this could have, like, made more sense.
0: It's, it's all about shouting.
1: What? What? There was like a... IMDB, there's a fantastic, uh, uh, like tagline to it where it's like two souls, one voice, or something <laughs> like that. Hold on, let me see. Two hearts, one beat. Yes. I'm looking. I'm showing Jeff the poster now.
0: Uh, two, yeah, I can see it right here. Two with hearts. Heather Graham and uh, Jesse kissing as they dance within the silhouette of John Terolta.
1: Yes. Uh, two hearts, one beat.
0: Yes. It's very weird poster.
1: Yeah. I mean. That's the thing too. Is like this is very much at least I don't know how this was marketed and I watched a trailer for it, but at least in the poster alone, it seems very rom y But when you watch the movie, like the rom coms definitely the yeah, there's, side. There's really
0: not that much romance going on here. Not it's, much. It's
1: present. It is there.
0: Um, but there's a lot more random business going on.
1: That's and that's like ninety percent of the movie is random business, yes. and then the ten percent is the romance. Yeah,
0: but. Yeah, but they get they get back to the boys. The he's cops. also not
1: cu- cuffed in the car. Yeah, he's not cuffed. And he threw beer bottles at him. And them. he's being
0: a hooligan. Yeah. And they get him to uh they get him back to the boys' home. The, the boys Benedict home. Boys home. Yeah. Um and Mr. Benedict comes out and he's offers, you know, Jesse punishment. He's like, You'll have a night in the stockade or whatever the hell he says. So And the kid says, Make a two and you got a deal.
1: Uh yeah, he's a hooligan. But he, to back up real quick, um, I didn't know going into this that it was set in texas in 1955 what gave it away was there's like panning shots of the town as he's ringing the bell and in one shot you can see a drinking fountain that says whites only Ooh. and i was like oh wait a second what was this taking place and then mm-hmm. i googled it it's like 1955 texas yeah. i'm like oh okay racism segregation yeah. and something s- that this movie decides d- hey
0: what if we just didn't <laughs> I, is,
1: it doesn't real, yeah there's there's no i mean it it it, it states that it's there yes th- it doesn't do anything with it
0: this movie is about john travolta saving uh rock and roll and blues and
1: does that remind you of any contemporary musical film that came nope, out recently not ago? at
0: all not a single movie not a single John one. Travolta saves rock and roll and he tells them hey those blacks had a good idea and that is almost verbatim what he says at the end of this movie yep great
1: yeah we're gonna talk about the bar scene which i'm also kind of like yes. uh, maybe a little sh- shudder a little bit yes so um, yeah uh racism segregation that's all here in this movie yes. um and so but off to the, side, because off we to have the to, side we have to
0: deal with the white people we have to are, deal with the
1: white people we're
0: being oppressed for liking rock and roll
1: there are no leaders supporting black actors in this yes movie it's all white people yes so brought to you by a podcast full of white dudes yeah.
0: At the end, I'll, we'll get to the end. We'll get to the end. Yeah. But uh, so, you know, they're they're at the the boys' home. Yeah, I wrote
1: and, down that Jamie is the, or Jesse is the James Dean rebel type. Yeah,
0: they're doing everything to make him, he looks like James Dean, they did his hair like James Dean, he's dressed yeah. like James Dean. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have any of the charisma. No, <laughs> or, he does not. Um, ability of James Dean. You're telling me about Lisa. That's Marlon Brando. What the hell are you talking about?
1: No, that's James oh. Dean. Oh,
0: am, am I... That's James I'm, th- I'm thinking of Stella. I'm thinking of Stella.
1: Yeah, you're thinking of Stella. And
0: you're tearing me apart, Lisa, is James Dean. Tommy Wiseau.
1: Who is, who is impersonating Ugh, James whatever. Dean. Um, the fuck, man? <laughs> it's Tommy Wiseau. Okay, moving on. Um, <laughs> it's at this point that he's working in the fields with the boys. And this is also kind of an ensemble cast, too. What are you? Are you looking it up like you're tearing me apart, Lisa? No, I'm not. What did you, Jeff? For the folks in the audience, Jeff is Googling your tear, like your, you're tearing me apart, Lisa James Dean, and he looked up a Cora article that says why is the line you're tearing? Oh, he, he, he left Stop. it. I'm gonna be narrating everything Stop. you're doing. Okay, so in
0: Rebel Without a Cause, yeah, he yells, "You're tearing me apart." He does not say you're tearing me apart Lisa. Lisa is out of her, Lisa's her added for
1: Lisa's added with Tommy Wiseau, yes. yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Anyway. So this guy straight up sucks. The actor <laughs> and the character both suck in
1: this Would movie. you say he is he better or worse than Tommy Wiseau's James Dean impression?
0: Um a little better than that. Um Really. Not much. Not much. Um but he sucks. It was at this point where I just wrote, Is this just footloose? <laughs> because uh, this this place is like you're not allowed to listen to music no rock and roll yeah and then who saunters into town heather graham oh yeah she does well she does show up first
1: heather graham heather mr graham. benedict's daughter yep she's uh. back from college she's back
0: from college and all the guys are like
1: oh is that yeah. sally oh man she they're, grew they're up like
0: that's not sally she got bigger
1: she got bigger
0: and Sarah not Sally my bad Sarah um, and one of them's like yeah she has tits now and it's yeah. like oh my
1: god oh, yeah. fine, guys. We're, we're, we're in the 90s everybody um, um, do we know anything about Sarah what she's studying what she wants to no, be never, what her aspirations are nope she just she is present falls in love with a guy yes that's it um, but she's there female characters
0: uh, but she shows up, and uh, cut to Mr. Benedict is like Jesse, carry her bags up, and then he like keeps banging her bags. She's like they're fragile, and he just bangs them more. And is that his name, up.
1: Mr. Benedict? Yes. I, in my it's notes, Benedict. I wrote him down as warden. <laughs> it's, it's Benedict's boys. He's, he's Mr. the Benedict. warden.
0: But he's 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 a crazy guy. He um, is a he's a weird guy. But Jesse keeps dropping the stuff, and then Mr. Benedict makes him. Like do exercises and stuff too as punishment, and later has him dig a hole. Yeah, but um, cut to cut to someone actually sauntering into town. Johnny T. I
1: don't think he's sauntering into town.
0: He's sauntering into town. It
1: cuts to a bar.
0: Well, he just sauntered into town. He just meets everyone there. He's coming for the job.
1: I thought like we cut to the bar and we see somebody taking a drink and putting it down. And the camera tilts up and there's John Travolta oh, yeah, singing at a that, bar.
0: That is it. But it's established he's new to town.
1: Yes. He's new to town. He
0: sauntered into town.
1: And then. I'm um, already
0: being contentious today.
1: I'm just, I wrote down four pages of notes. Yeah. See, we're going to talk about another movie in the next episode that I, you'll, you'll correct me a lot. But yeah. I wrote down a lot of notes on this one. Yeah. I love you, Jeff. Love you, too. All right. So anyway, um, he's smoking and drinking. Another film where John Rolge is smoking. He smokes a lot. Yes, he does. Yeah. I'm concerned about his health.
0: <laughs> he's alive. He's fine. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. Scientology.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So. Ooh. Uh, ooh. <laughs> um, but yeah, he's there, um, and he walks over to the jukebox and puts rock and roll music on. Yeah, and
1: everyone in the bar is like,
0: "What is this rat trap music?"
1: Well, th- there's there's some there's some more colorful words there, and I think then uh, Linda Florentino, who yes. plays Molly in this movie, who I thought I was gonna love her character, and then she just disappears yeah, she's, the whole she fucking is, movie.
0: Literally has like no lines for the rest of the movie.
1: Yeah, she she's a she appears here. She's like a love interest in like the first act. And yeah. she has one scene in the second act, and then she's just gone.
0: Yeah, she's not up here for the
1: rest of the She's movie. She's gone. So, But we see this Molly girl, woman, um, yeah. who puts on a song, and she dances with Travolta, and they're well, dancing. Travolta
0: puts the song on, and I then thought... she dances with him.
1: Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. Because he it, puts the song on. But it's established on.
0: that she put the record yes, into yes, the yes, bar yes. player.
1: You're right, yeah. Because
0: she's rebelling against the town as well.
1: Yeah, so he he dances with her, and then they unplug the jukebox. The sheriff does. The sheriff. The sh- sheriff Travis. Who, quote, says it's inward music. Yes. And so it's like, oh, we got more racism in yes. here.
0: And Charles is like, it's just good music. I'm trying to appreciate it. And he almost gets into a fight with this guy. And yeah. he flashes his
1: badge. W- won't be the first time. Yes. John Travolta uh, fighting the authority.
0: Linda Fiorentino, Molly, convinces him to leave yep. at, before fighting. Yep. And uh, Travolta's like, I'm here for a job and all that. And she's like, hey, come to this bar I work at. Yeah. We play this kind of music. Yeah. And he's like, how'd that music get in the jukebox? And she's like, I put it there. Yeah. Because, um,
1: so, you know, fuck racism. Yeah.
0: So Travolta heads to the boys, Benedict Boys' home. Yes. And he has an interview with Mr. Benedict. Yes. he's trying to become the new music teacher. Yeah, because every year the boys play Fourth, at of, the July fourth of July party of town. Yeah, and Trollton needs to get them into Fourth of July shape.
1: Yeah, play their music. Very boring music. Yes, very you boring. Know, you're very like white women, music.
0: Yes, you're very like American. Like, spices, stuff. <improving> yeah. But.
1: So um, he takes a job, and he's like, "Well, so these boys, like, you know, they're that's when yeah. he gets the line. They're juveniles. They're delinquents. They're like, orphans. <laughs> yeah and and also they're they're sitting in his office and he looks outside and they're doing like exercises yeah
0: they're well they're mooning mr benedict but then when mr benedict turns around they've transitioned to push-ups yeah but travolta thinks it's funny that they're mooning
1: him yeah so um he's like oh yeah mr benedict i believe in hard work and i'm gonna make him work hard to for this fourth of july concert yeah um
0: and then they go to church.
1: They go to church. Gwyneth Paltrow.
0: Yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow is there. No lines. No lines. Um, but one of the other guys um is very interested in her, but is too afraid to say anything.
1: Yeah, I wrote down love interest. Yes, there's. Wow. It's like this. Another thing too is like this is technically an ensemble movie. Yes, that is very weak on its ensemble. Like mm. I wrote down the names of some. Like I got Bradley's name. That's mm. the guy who. L- spoiler alert! Later in the movie, tells. Um, he's the one who tells Sarah about the bet. Mm-hmm. There's a younger kid who's like 12 or 13, maybe. Yeah. I don't know his name. Then there's the guy with the black hair. That's the guy who falls in love with Gwyneth Paltrow. Mm-hmm. I don't know his name.
0: Yeah. He's, he has black
1: hair. But nice. like, it, you know what I mean? Like there's like an on- Yeah, there's like, a
0: lot of- like it's, guys and we're supposed to care about them but we don't get anything of their character nor it, do we ever get their names.
1: it's the dead poet society like ensemble gang too only you know we actually cared about those yeah. boys because they each have their own little storyline threads yeah. and growth and all the storylines for the guys not... in
0: this are just girls they want to sleep with like yep. not even yep they want to get out of here or do anything with their they lives. don't have
1: any aspirations for. It's their that they dreams. like rock
0: and roll and they want to sleep with various women at the uh, the girls home yep and that is uh, that's most of the motivation of this movie
1: yeah it is but um, so that's that's when I actually looked up how much did this movie make
0: not much how much M- we'll get to
1: it we'll oh get we'll to get it. to it at the that's, end that's okay. our ending thing okay um, so then we go to the first music class scene
0: yes and the they do not do well
1: no they suck yes Trollt
0: trolt sh- is like trying to use like fun ways to get them invested in the music mm-hmm. um, but it's not necessarily working right. Um, he's like one of them. Hey, play without the music.
1: Yeah, this is a threat. And this gets ha- like
0: I can't do it without the music. And, and, and this like, gets
1: repeated. Like it's yeah. supposed to be important. And it's never. Is. is there a payoff at the end of that? I don't think there was. There, there
0: kind of is with the chicken walk thing, but.
1: But not the 4th of July concert one. Yeah, no, we don't get it. Because that's end. supposed to be the ultimate payoff yeah, for everybody. but we don't get it at the end. And it's only one guy. It's yeah. the pianist. He doesn't do, do a thing with a guitarist. He doesn't do a thing with a drummer. Yeah. It's just the pianist. Yeah. And it's so small mm-hmm. that it comes back.
0: But at least everyone's playing except for Jesse. And Troll's like, Jesse doesn't to play? play? And Jesse's like, I don't think I will. No. And Troll gets snippy with him.
1: And then Mr. Benedict's like, I got some work for you, boy.
0: He's like, I'll, I'll take care of him. And he makes Jesse come out and dig a ditch. Yeah. To be buried in right, um, World War II style.
1: Uh, yeah, they, yeah. So uh, Jesse won't play. He digs a hole instead, and then this is when Sarah Heather Graham starts walking by, mm. and then he gets. In. Then it's like playful music starts playing, yeah. and he tosses. This is like the Urban Cowboy when John Travolta tries to kidnap. <laughs> uh, what was uh Nancy Nancy Allen?
0: Yeah, Nancy Allen. I wait. I, no, no. She's not an Urban Cowboy. Urban Cowboy is um. What's her name for terms of Deborah
1: Winger. Deborah Winger. Deborah Winger. This is like an urban cowboy when he tries to kidnap Deborah Winger, and it's actually a horrifying scene, (laughs) but they put banjo music over it to make it happy. Like he's like mocking dirt and her. taunting her and like making fun of her and it's yeah. like little playful flirting yeah. music like but you he's know like tossing
0: how, dirt at how her.
1: boys flirt with girls yeah. you know it's so cute i
0: got in a relationship because i just grabbed dirt and started throwing it at people
1: that's what i do to girls at bars yeah. i just throw dirt and be like love me and they am like yes. okay
0: no hands yeah, it reasonable yeah. it's at that uh, point
1: when they're fighting and all this stuff i just wrote down in quotes they're gonna fuck
0: yeah pretty much yeah but um they're they're very contentious with each other. She likes riding horses, and the ditch he's digging is actually for the horses. It's like a latrine pit, and whatnot. Yeah. Um,
1: so she, he goes back to digging. Yes. Jack Cabe, John Travolta comes yes. out, and he's playing his harmonica. Yes. And he starts singing he a little like, bit.
0: Oh, harmonica.
1: And I actually like this scene yeah. because it's like John Travolta is like you know he's he's doing a good performance in my mm. opinion here. He's like playing the little. You dug, your, you dug your own hole, man. Yeah. Like, you know, like, you want, wanted this. Yeah, and you know? he's like, dick. And Charles like, you're doing it yourself. Yep, you did it to yourself.
0: And then that night, Charles is back in his cabin, and he puts on a record of rock and roll music.
1: Plays it really loud.
0: And all the boys are like, what is this?
1: What? Yeah. They're
0: like, we gotta hear more of this. Yeah, give us more. And so they show up at his door. Yeah. And they're like, can you show us that? And he's like, no, Mr. Bendick will not appreciate
1: it. By the way, that entire scene that we're talking about, all takes place at sunset. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. It, lo- shot, it
0: looks really nice. It's shot beautifully. I gave this movie an extra half star because it, it just looks, looks nice. It looks yeah. nice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Really good. Uh What was the guy's name? The DP?
0: Um, ooh, Let me look. Because I don't
1: think he went on to do much after this. Let me check. Let me check.
0: His name is Robert Brinkman. He would go on to shoot the Truth About Cats and Dogs, the Cable Guy. So not much. Yeah. Tenacious
1: D. That's a bit sad.
0: Yeah, you know he he's consistently working. He works on stuff every year,
1: but not like big stuff. I'm just, that guy deserved like after this movie, he deserved like to get like a bit mm-hmm. nice bigger role and then a bigger one and then a bigger film, bigger he's film. Chef Beverly Hills Chihuahua too. What's his name again?
0: Uh, Robert Brinkman.
1: Robert Brinkman. Um, I want to hire you to shoot a film for me, man. <laughs> um, because I think um you showed a lot of great talent. I mean, he's, he was 28 in 1991. How old would that make him now?
0: Um, forty-eight. I'm on his IMDb. He's he was born in 1961, so he would be like almost he'd be sixty this year.
1: Wait, then no, wait. He said he was 28 years old when he did uh, "Shout." Yeah. So he's born in 1961. Yeah,
0: 28 plus 61 is 1989. And that's when they shot this movie. Uh,
1: yeah. But wait, it's only. I said it's been 30 years. <gasps> Fuck. It's been 30 years since 1991. Yep, I literally did 20 because you know, yep, <laughs>
0: <Huh>. <laughs> yes, but anyway, I've dirtied 30 in four years. Yeah. You're like, Stuart, oh my god, oh my god. Stuart is aging like the guy at the end of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, right I, now. His I hair is stretching literally
1: out. Literally. His skin is caving in. Have you seen Santa Claus with Tim Allen? Yes. When the beard grows back yeah. after he shaves it. That's what's happening to me right now. Yeah.
0: But no, Stuart's still alive for now.
1: He's 60
0: years old. Yeah. God damn. He's almost alive. He's still alive for now. For, um, now?
1: for now? Jesus fuck, man. <laughs> what do you know? So, anyway, that entire scene where John Travolta yeah. plays music. All in Sunset, yeah. shot beautifully.
0: But he makes a deal with the kids Yeah, when they come to his
1: cabin thing.
0: Mm-hmm. It's that he will, if they work hard on the 4th of July Fourth music, July stuff. he will show them some rock and roll stuff. Yeah, The next day, we're in the class, kids are doing better. Oh, wait, no, they sound worse. They sound worse. Yeah, they are worse. That's it. Yeah, Because they're really interested in the rock and roll. And he's like, no, I told you we made a deal. And then one of them starts like playing the saxophone. He's like, Oh,
1: and he goes over and he shows the kid how to do rock saxophone. He goes and around. Then he does. On- he goes the guitarist and yeah. then the piano. And then this is what I wrote down. It's like they begin playing blues and rock and roll, yeah. and they're good at it right away. Yes,
0: immediately.
1: And it's like fuck you. They're immediately good fuck at it. Fuck you. To think that these boys are just gonna pick up fucking blues, rock and roll, and just start nailing it right away.
0: Wow, what was that? That was great. And he's like, it's rock. It's called rock and roll. It's called rock and roll, boys. You know, it's coming. It's coming in from the south, and he's like, it's gonna burn through this country like a prairie fire.
1: That's when I wrote down a Texan Dead Poet Society, but music instead of poetry. Yes, that that scene really solidified it for me.
0: And he's like, this is. But it, burn through the country.
1: You got to admit, it's a little insulting to like the found the found the cultural foundation of blues rock and roll yeah. that a bunch of group of white boys would just like start playing it and be good yes. right away. This movie has a lot of. that. I watched that and I'm like, that I would not appreciate that. This this movie has a lot of that. <laughs> like It would be one thing if he was like, okay, like Jeremy, I want you to do a dun 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 mm. dun dun, and he's like, okay, you do that, then you play yeah. a dun dun, dun. and like if he did that, but no, they just start freestyle jamming. <laughs> And they're like so cohesive as a group yeah. right away. Nah, not for yeah. me. Not for me. Absolutely not. But then um, there's a dining hall scene after the that. The
0: Dining hall scene. This is where Sarah walks through. This is where and Jesse and the boys yeah. are all sitting at a table. They see her and they're like, "Oh, I want to nail her and all that kind of stuff." And then Jesse turns and he's like, "I'll take a bet. I'll nail her
1: first. And it's like, like, "How much you betting? Twenty bucks or yeah, two dollars?" And they make a bet. He will nail her and then there's one guy bradley yeah, who's like maybe this boy. is a bad idea he's <laughs> like hey guys i don't think you should be on like the raping baseline
0: women. level of common decency yes just it's be like, like hey, maybe we shouldn't take bets on raping
1: it's people. like yeah guys i don't think we should be doing it's like you're a chicken yeah, And you start, start fucking <laughs> making make fun, of him. fun of him and it's just like uh the kids in
0: this are awful
1: yeah they're pretty bad mm. so then he they're in the stable I think, or in the farm well, staple. Yeah. Cuts to that next after this. Mm-hmm. And then she's walking by with her horse. And then Jesse all the, like,
0: all the guys do like the Disney channel thing where they're like lean out from behind a wall with their heads stacked on top of each
1: other. Yeah. And Jesse gives them a look like, Hey, yeah. watch this. Yeah. Walks over to her and be like, Hey, Jesse or Sarah, I just wanted to apologize for earlier. And yeah. then as he's talking, he steps into horse shit, yeah. which I thought was pretty poetic because everything he's saying to her is horse yeah. shit. Um, and then she looks at him, and she's like, oops, and then just walks yeah. by. She's
0: not interested, rightfully
1: so. Not interested.
0: Um, but he's like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it.
1: So then it's back at the house at night. Yes. He walks in. Like, first off, can we just talk about Mr. Benedict's apparently uh, open door policy <laughs> in his house? Yeah, Because Jesse walks just in. walks in, no issues. So uh, she's in his office mm-hmm. typing something, a letter to him, I think. Yeah. And he, like, walks in. He's like, you're not supposed to be here. He's like, oh, do you want me to leave? It's like, you can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. And that's when he, like, gets really close to her yeah. again. Like, uncomfortably, uninvitingly yeah. close.
0: He makes his intentions fairly known.
1: Yeah, fairly known. And that's when there's a little exposition. That he has, like, there's, like, a photo of his parents or whatever. Yeah. It's like, where are your parents now? Yeah, it's he's like, like they're uh, all dead.
0: He's like, yeah, I don't know where they what they were, where they had. All I have is this picture. Yeah, She's like, dead. I'll look for more pictures and stuff for you.
1: Yeah. And she's like, my mom died when I was eight. So they have a yeah. connecting thing with dead parents. Yeah. Nothing more, like...
0: Less like dead poet society, more like a dead parents
1: society. Oh, uh, stop.
0: The dead parents society. Am I right? Am I right?
1: So there's another ma- music class scene after this <laughs> um, where Jack uh, does the whole sheet music thing yeah. again. And the kid's like,
0: the p- I can't play without my sheet music. And he's like, I want to see you after
1: class. Yeah. So, this is reflective of the Todd Anderson scene in Dead Poets Society yeah. when he tries to read poetry, but it's really bad and yeah. the boys make fun of him. So, he says, Close your eyes, and he spins them in yeah. circles and he starts m- going off on like yeah. other like random things and he makes up poetry on the spot. And then Ron yeah. Williams is like, Remember this beautiful mm-hmm. scene in Dead Poets Society, right? Yeah. And so, how is that translated the, the, in this the movie? The
0: bastardization <laughs> of that scene happens <laughs> 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 Travolta, Travolta takes this
1: kid out into the field. And he says, I want you to and walk then he,
0: And then he puts him down old understand?
1: <laughs> he says, I uh, want you to go from there to me without yes. walking he's or like, running. You can't
0: run or walk, you have to walk but you have to get like ten feet across to me.
1: And he's like, and how, I- like how
0: do I do it? And Charles's like, figure it out. And so Git starts like Chicken, walk. like, chicken walking, he's chicken walking, and he like chicken walks. mean he's like, and I'm like, that's still walking. I don't see why that's different. And then he says, now
1: like act like a monkey. And yeah, they, they start ooh, ooh, walking around and just doing monkey walk. And the Jesse's watching them. And do Jesse's this. like,
0: this is fun. This and Mr. Bennett's like, what the hell is going
1: on out there? And how is this any in any way related to piano playing? You might ask. It's not. It's not. But seemingly it helps him. But seemingly but we, seemingly it never, we helps never see him. the payoff because so we never see him playing without the music. Fuck that scene for the bastardization of yeah. that amazing dead poet society scene
0: yeah like it it i I just wrote troll to doing the chicken lol yeah like if the scene had a point if it paid off later maybe there could have been like it wasn't necessarily an awful scene in concept just it doesn't have any point it's just watching them do that
1: so um
0: yeah next they're back in the cafeteria after
1: this oh wait a second there's a a bit where He's teaching them blues music in that music class. The warden, like, peers in, like, yeah. sees them. And he's not happy about he's it. He's not happy about it. And then the boys are like, we want to listen more to more of that music. And so Jack tells him a story of a famous DJ. Where the like, midnight what's a, Rider. What's a DJ? Yeah. <laughs> and then the little boy's like, you don't know what a DJ is? Tell him, Jack. Like, yeah. oh, you know what a
0: DJ is. You fucking tell yeah. him. It's a disc. He tells him it's a disc, disc jockey. jockey. It's this guy named the Midnight Rider.
1: Midnight Rider. So then... um. Bradley sneaks into... Um, well, Mr. He, he
0: tells them they need a radio to listen to the Midnight Rider.
1: Yeah, so they steal uh, a transmitter, whatever, from an antique radio yeah. from Mr. Benedict's home, then they plug it in.
0: He's he, Midnight is like a Wolfman Jack type. Yeah. Where like there's a legend that he's like, an illegal broadcaster. And yeah.
1: Like, he travels around the country
0: evading, as Trolta says, the police, the military, even President Eisenhower. Um, can can you imagine so, we're in 1955? Yeah, so it's like the the Wolfman Jack thing specifically in American Graffiti, where he's like just in a local radio station. Yeah. That's pretty much the same bit here. Yeah, but you know, print the legend is right. the idea. Uh, so they break into the house to get a transistor or something for the radio. Yeah, like a transmitter.
1: Uh, Sarah walks in and sees Bradley like stealing yeah. uh, the transistor thing. She's like, "What you get? What you doing here?" Mm-hmm. He's like, "Oh, it's just a, it's a little project. We're just building yeah. something." Yeah, and that's fine, and, and that's it. She lets him leave with it. Why is she in this movie?
0: Um, for this next scene in the cafeteria, where she and Jesse are starting to hit it off a little bit, and she says a sequence of words that I would consider perhaps the least subtle uh, sexual innuendo in a movie ever done. Um, where she's like, she's like, "Can you show me how to use? Can you show me how to use that thing?" She's the like, guitar. Well, no, not yet. That's not specific. It, just, it starts off with her saying, it's going to be a long, hot summer. A hot, long, wet summer. Uh, and she's like, can you show me how to use the thing? Do you usually let other people touch it? Has anyone else ever touched it before? And is like, well, I don't know about that guy. <laughs> and then he's like, you mean the guitar, right? And she's like, what else would I be talking about?
1: Mm-hmm. It's
0: like the scene where it's very clear that it's mm-hmm. all written about a dick. Yes, but uh, he's but it's about the guitar because yeah. she wants to learn guitar from him, who's learning it from Travolta. Yeah, um, but they do they do get the radio working. Yeah, and they listen to the Midnight Rider later after yeah. that scene. Um, actually, wait, something happens first. Something happens first. Bradley feels bad, so he goes and he tells Sarah.
1: He tells Sarah about the bet immediately
0: after the long wet summer thing. Yeah, he's like, yeah, there's a bet, and Sarah comes in, slaps Jesse, and he's like, we're done. Yeah. I can't believe you pig, all that stuff.
1: Yeah. How dare you yeah. make bets on my body? Yes.
0: And she's like, oh, it's understandable. Yeah. <laughs> Frankly. <of, laughs>
1: it's like, how absurd of you, woman. <laughs> yes. To think that this is and wrong. And Jesse's like,
0: I changed. I really do care about you. And she's like, yeah, that doesn't change the fact that he did it. But
1: um, oh, that, night, that
0: night, you know, they're all sad, or he's sad now. And they listen to the Midnight Rider. And he says, I'm going to play some music for you, for the audiences. And he plays music. He plays a song from 1987, which is the very weird part. What?
1: Yes. I did not re- no, remember it, this. It's
0: a rock song from 1987. Jesus Christ. Um, which makes no sense in the context of this movie. No. Uh, <laughs> a little bit of a continuity error. Oh, just a little bit. Yeah. Um, But that inspires Jesse to burst in the house and kiss Sarah.
1: Oh, yeah. Yes. He just like... Really does just like again, Mr. Yeah. Benedict's and he's open like, door he's policy. Like, I'm
0: gonna win her back because of this song. This, this song will change your life. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs> would, you th- would you say? Would you say the song is so wet? Jeff? It's a
0: long, hot American summer.
1: Long, hot American wet summer.
0: Yes. Um, but yeah, he runs and kisses her, and then runs back
1: out. That's it. They just kiss. It's that.
0: literally they kiss, and then he runs away. Yep. And I wrote. I oh, know that's just a boring. <laughs> <laughs> But they keep listening to the uh to the music. They keep um Mr. Bendix says they can't play blues in class anymore. Yeah. Uh so they have to stick with like the boring uh fourth of July music. Which Travolta is, but he's like, kids keep practicing free time. Yeah. So they go underneath the barn and practice rock by themselves.
1: Well that's that's later, right? No, that's right now I think. Okay, but there's a scene where they're practicing under the bar under the farm later. Yeah. Okay. This so is when Mr. Benedict comes in. Oh, no, that's later, I think. Is it? They what go to next? a rock and roll club.
0: Oh, I didn't even write any notes about the rock and roll club.
1: Yeah. I forgot about that. So, okay, after he goes to Sarah's house and kisses her, um, he leaves the house. But they also leave the compound with the boys. Yes. So they all leave.
0: The, the boys decide to go out and have a night on the town, figure out what the vibe of this rock and roll music is. Yeah. They, they follow Cabe, uh, Travolta
1: and they go to this club yes it's a rock and roll club Yeah, rock
0: and roll club a hidden club
1: uh and it's so it's a mixed club so it's not a segregated club Mm -hmm. um there's blacks and white people there and all that stuff so um so they go in and
0: there's two black musicians
1: performing very much immediately they like fish out of water types is kind of what their vibe they're trying to get up with those boys um, but, yeah, they have musicians up there, but he's dancing. It's a fun time. Travolta's dancing
0: with Linda Fiorentino, and then he sees the boys come in. And, and he's just like, what are you guys doing here? You shouldn't be here. And they're like,
1: we want to see this music. These like, are all right, just hang out. And there's a, not to mention that among the boys is the 13-year-old kid. who yes. just walks in. This is a
0: very clear, like, a nightclub.
1: It <laughs> um, also, like, historically speaking, the age of drinking, 21, was made in the 30s. Yeah. So why is this yeah. kid in here? But, but he, whatever. Yeah.
0: But Trolls is like, just keep a low profile. And then we cut to Jesse up on the stage playing with the musicians.
1: Yeah. And mind you, like, he's up there playing with the musicians. And then some of the other boys come up. Yeah. Then Jack comes up and starts playing yeah. harmonica. And eventually, like, this is a, this is something that kind of bugged me a little bit, is that, you know, this is a place that where, like, black musicians are free and able to play. Yeah. And then a bunch of white dudes come, yeah, up, and white come up, up and start upstaging them. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Ugh.
0: This movie has no understanding. <sighs> Of what it's trying to do, because yeah. it's trying in parts to be a movie recognizing the con- contribution of Black culture to rock music, but it decides the way to do that is by a bunch of white people being like, "Yeah, this is good." Yeah, actually. and putting
1: no recognition and no like informative process yeah. on the history of it. Yeah. Like it's all just like, hey, there's this thing called rock and roll music. Yeah. We're not going to tell you who made it up in the first place, mm-hmm. and we're not going to tell you like the ramifications of the people who made it up. Mm-hmm. We're just going to say it's good music, and we're going to play it. And That's it.
0: And so they leave the club. Um, and just... this is when the sheriff comes back. Yes.
1: Um. Okay. So as they're leaving the club, yes, yes. the sheriff shows up, and he and he's like, he...
0: "Yeah, what are you y'all? What are y'all doing here?"
1: Well, yeah, because then this is when Jack, Jesse, and Molly are outside. Yeah. And the sheriff shows up, and the sheriff's drunk.
0: Yes. And he tries he, to pick a fight with Jack.
1: He tries to pick a fight with Jack. And he succeeds at it. A little bit of a brawl goes down. Jesse has his back. And then John Travolta starts like...
0: He just wails he on the sheriff. He wails
1: at the sheriff. Like, and
0: Molly's like, get off. He's the sheriff.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just starts wailing at yeah. him like Luke Skywalker like wails on Darth nose, Vader. bloody
0: nose, like broken nose, all that.
1: Yeah, apparently. And
0: then they pull Travolta off, and he runs back to the school with the kids.
1: No ramifications
0: no there's ramifications
1: oh there are ramifications, there are ramifications. Just, Look, really, that, there's a pretty oh, big ramification there's a at pretty the pretty big fucking um, ramification
0: but back at the school this is when the kids are practicing under the barn because oh, they felt oh, what
1: wait what a minute, you forgot there's a so jesse and jack both go back to the school yes and it's like it's oh
0: yeah jesse says he's gonna run away
1: he's gonna run away and then jack tells him i don't think he should
0: yeah you need to fight the system from inside you can't fight it from the outside.
1: Very confusing messages here because, yes, he tells him that. But then he says, but if you're going to run away, here's my harmonica. You can always give me yeah. a call or whatever. I'm always here to help He's you like, out. He's like, you need to change
0: the system from within.
1: And so then Jesse's like on the verge of running away. And then he decides not to. And yeah, he goes he back into the camp.
0: He's like, we're going to make our own rock group here. Wouldn't
1: be the first time Yes, either in the movie, which, again, goes to the confusing message of the story of yes. like convincing kids. Who are in bad circumstances to stay in those circumstances and just kind of ride it out. Yeah,
0: and and fight the power instead of running away
1: from it. But fight the power would also be like running away from the power. Because the power would be wanting to keep you there. Yes. Again, it's just very the, confusing. Yeah, this me.
0: movie's about like making liberation from within. Like they break out of the prison camp essentially.
1: Except they, they don't.
0: Well, they break it from within. At the it, end at the end it's like a metaphorical breakout yeah anyway, they're practicing under the barn i can finally do this scene i thought it was happening like seven times um, yes they're, they're practicing rock and roll under the barn
1: ooh, wait a second we forgot oh my about.
0: god what <laughs> what
1: uh okay so after when we get
0: to the scene it's gonna be like
1: after twenty seventy five. jesse decides not to run away there's another church scene where one of the guys sees going to the paltrow again yeah. and passes her
0: no that says coming by tonight
1: yeah coming by tonight and then a bunch of the guys show up at the but wait a second in the background, there's a pastor who's talking about the the ramifications of the current cultural yeah, wave like, happening. Rock and roll music. And at one point, I wrote down, "It's foul black music." Yes, that's what he says. <laughs> it's foul black music. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like uh, what? <laughs> yeah, these these. Fucking
1: guys. The writers here are like, well, "How can we make them know that it's a racist town?" <laughs>
0: yeah. How many ways can we accomplish?
1: How many that? ways can we accomplish that? So yeah. So then Jesse apologizes to sheriff to Sarah and they kind of make up. Yes. Um, then the sheriff and the warden talk, and as they're talking, like they're like, Hey, like that music teacher, he's teaching my yeah. boys like the, the bad music, yeah. and he's like, Well, don't worry about it. I got something to take care of him. It's like, What do you mean? It's, it's like, like I
0: found some dirt on found that. Found some guy.
1: dirt on him I'm from Missouri yeah. that we might be able to get pin him for. Yeah. Cut to boys are playing rock and roll under well, the barn. Well,
0: no, because they go to the girls' school. You keep reminding me of these scenes that happen.
1: That is after. That's after. That's after. Okay. They play I, four pages of fucking okay. notes so, on this movie. The, the, four you, pages of fucking notes. You folks notes. at home can tell how invested in this
0: movie we are. Uh, I'm invested. By how confused I am about where we are. Listen. I watched this movie three hours ago.
1: I watched this movie yesterday, mm-hmm. last night. Um, um.
0: But yes, they're finally for, playing under the
1: barn. And then the warden shows up.
0: Yeah, Mr. Bennick rips open the thing. And he's like, get out of there. And you he can't says, play that music. Who, who did this? Yeah, and then, and then The dumbest fucking thing that I hate when they do it in any movie. It's my one of my least favorite screenwriting tricks.
1: It's the I it's... Am Spartacus. I Am Spartacus. Yeah,
0: it's the fucking thing where one of the kids is like, I started this band. And they kid's like, no, no I, I did. S- I did. I did. And I'm like, oh my... I bury my head in my hands and just scream. I hate it when it happens. Why do you hate it when it happens, It's Jeff? such a dumb trick. Why? Uh, like there are good versions of it,
1: like the "I Am Spartacus," "I Am Spartacus." Yeah, perhaps, perhaps.
0: perhaps. But like, the Imitation Game is a movie that came out a few years ago. That uh, the one
1: with Benedict Cumberbatch, the one with Benedict,
0: Benjamin Uh <laughs> um, and that movie won best screenplay at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. There is a fucking scene in it where they're all where they're like, if you fire him, you have to fire me too and me and then like a guy comes up from behind me and he's like and me i did as well and and they're like and the guys and the swelling music plays and the guy's like i can't fire all you people how can you keep your job Turing." and i'm like oh my god they do it in this movie it's so irritating i hate it
1: well there you go It makes me so mad jeff really hates that in uh movies yes it makes me so mad it does happen a lot i will say that but you know but he puts jesse in like a eventually person. jesse comes out and says no i did it and you yeah. know i did it too yeah. i like that bit of i liked that bit that bit where all the guys are coming out and are saying i did it i know i did it no i did it i like the bit where jesse comes out and says i did it and you know i did it because mm-hmm. <laughs> like him and mr benedict i've yeah. out a history so yeah then he puts him in a fucking cage yeah in a barn. Like, this was an episode of Law & Order SVU two weeks ago. Mm. <laughs> like, boys' schools putting boys yeah. in cages. Like, <laughs> the
0: fuck? Uh, Ice-T comes in. He's just like, you tell me they putting boys, boys in cages?
1: cages? <laughs> like when somebody smokes yeah, too many I, cigarettes. <laughs> you work for the sex crimes division. You're going <laughs> to oh. have to get used to that. How's, um, how's John Mulaney doing? He's going through it right now. He's going through it. He started
0: performing again. I'm happy for him. Um, yeah. I, ho- I hope he comes through this.
1: Mr. Mullaney, if you'd like to appear on a John Travolta podcast episode, yes. hit us up at TravoltingPod at gmail.com. Yes. You can even tweet at us. Yeah. At but, um, So that, when he's taken to the cage, that's yeah. when the boys sneak yeah, off to the girls' Yeah, all the boys sneak off school. to the
0: girls' school, and they all dance through a fence.
1: This is a fucking weird scene. It's very Very strange. <laughs> because, yeah, they're they're all separated by this black gate. Yes. And they're like, should we dance? And then but, they st- So
0: they like stick their hands. What are they
1: dancing room. to, by the way?
0: Nothing, it's like de- it's dead silence
1: because there's music in the movie, yeah, there's
0: non diegetic music, yes, but in the diegesis of the movie, <laughs> there's no music.
1: So, what are they dancing to? They're
0: dancing to nothing,
1: they're just moving their
0: bodies yeah, they're, along. They're the dancing gate. while a woman yells, Hey, stop that from the upper window,
1: yeah, and then they're all running off. But then, who's the guy with the black hair? What's his name? What? I have no idea. The guy that falls in love with Gwyneth Paltrow. No idea what his name it's is. It's Gwyneth Paltrow. I know her name. It's Rebecca because yes. she says it. It's her one line in yes, her one whole right. movie. I'm Rebecca. I'm Rebecca. <laughs> That's it. That's literally her only line. The yeah. dude who falls in love with her, who has a little bit more screen time. I don't know what his fucking name is. Yeah. I'm just going to call him Black Hair Kid. Mm. Black Hair Kid, before he runs off, he like comes back and says, I'm in love with you. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and he's like, what's your name? It's like, Rebecca. And then he kisses her. Yeah. And then and he runs run away. Off. So while that happens, um, uh, Sarah sneaks into Jesse's cage. Yes, and things get heated, and yeah. they they he wins the bet. Yeah, they do the dirty. <laughs> they do the they do the nasty, um, and uh, they fuck, yes. folks. They have they have coitus. But you know what happens right after that? They mate. Yes, but
0: you know what happens right after that.
1: What happens after the that? The
0: cops show up.
1: Oh, and they bust we, down John Travolta's door. and He's wh- not there. While this is happening, there is a quick uh, insert where like, John Travolta is walking down yeah, the street. He's walking down the he street. He sees <laughs> the cops, and what does he do? He just kind of like turns around casually and walks the other it's not <laughs> yeah. like It's not like he sees the cops and his face is like, oh, what's yeah. going on here? Like, and then he wh- runs. No, he just sees the cops. And he's like, huh. And he turns around and meanders yeah, away.
0: Hustles away.
1: That's it. So um, yeah, apparent. So it's it's at this point when we learn it, we will learn well that Jack John Keralta is is wanted, wanted for, for murder,
0: murder. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone and it's like what the
1: hell? I was like, this is a bit of a stretch, <laughs> and
0: I'm thinking <laughs> to myself, of move.
1: I'm thinking of myself like there has to be a misunderstanding yeah. here. Like
0: so, so Jesse escapes. And he goes to the club because he assumes that's where John Troll is. He will
1: escapes be. in Mr. Benedict's truck. Yes. And he still rams
0: it. through the fence. And there's, like, this swelling music playing. And Mr. Benedict's
1: <laughs> like, hey, stop that truck. bursts <laughs> through the fence. Burst through the fence. And he goes to the club where he assumes Troll will be. And he's correct. He's there. And nobody else is there in the club. Yeah. It's just the I, two of Molly's
0: them. Molly's there as well. I think very briefly.
1: There's at least one other person there. Uh, uh Cool but uh i didn't realize see again molly i only saw in not that a bar scene she's not a character so. and is no longer in the film yeah. literally no longer in the film but choltz is
0: like oh, yeah he's like yeah they want me for murder
1: and he's like what happened and he's so, like well
0: you know do you I want was... to explain the story uh do you want to explain the story
1: sure so jack tells jesse that like he was in a band with his black, black friend. musician friend yeah. they were playing at a bunch of mixed clubs yeah they're really good and then this owner of a uh, whites-only club kind mm-hmm. said, I like you guys. I want you to play for my club. Don't worry that it's whites-only. I just care about the music. Yeah. So then John Travolta said, "Like, so my friend was a little nervous about it, but part of me really wanted to do it just to kind of yeah. like, you know, show them. Yeah. So he tells Jesse that they went to that bar and he said the moment they started playing was when trouble started happening. And so one guy came up, and stabbed his friend. He said, "John Travolta said he tried to block the knife, but it went knife through went, his hand. And John
0: Travolta does have a scar on his hand.
1: In, this in he does have a scar on his hand. That's that was yeah. foreshadowed throughout the entire film. Yeah. And it goes through his hand into his buddy's stomach. Yeah. And his buddy is like shocked or whatever, yeah. and then he dies. This is not. There's no flashback scenes. Yes. By the way, this it's is just, just explained. This is just." Cold.
0: And so to kills the the white
1: guy. Yeah, he says I took a beer bottle and I just went to town yeah. on him, and then just you know. And he fled, then killed his wife and his daughter. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> 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 what is that? Kill me every fucking time. It killed me the last episode we did. God damn it, Jeff. You know.
0: That is the secret genius of the fugitive. Uh, <laughs> is that uh, no, no, no? Hear me, out, hear me out. Okay, we'll get back to this movie. It's not important. The, <laughs> the secret genius of the fugitive is that you cannot be mad at the cops in that movie for chasing after him because. Right. The evidence is iron proof that Harrison Ford did, in fact, kill his wife. Right. <laughs> it's like she called the police and was like, Richard, he's trying to kill me. Discover <laughs> stories story is that there was a one-armed man in his
1: house. And yet.
0: And the police even say, we did our due deal. We interrogated every one-armed man in the city. <laughs> and None of them were there.
1: That's, that's what every one-armed man would say. kind
0: of the secret genius of The Fugitive is that
1: Tommy Lee Jones, you're like,
0: I understand why he's going after this guy. I'm not mad. At him. The, the evidence is pretty, pretty there. Pretty substantial. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I love The Fugitive. It's, but, uh, it's pretty good.
0: But it turns out he didn't kill his wife. Richard Kimball was, in fact, being framed in something regarding Provasic. It was a drug that had not been tested. Uh, spoiler alert for 1993 is The Fugitive, an Andrew Davis picture.
1: John Travolta is not in the future. Is not in the future. Damn, so course, we can't no. cover it. So yeah, uh, John Travolta killed a white guy in yeah, Missouri.
0: Yes, and now we are reframing this conversation from not that a, a black musician was killed in a whites-only club, but that John Travolta forced him into going. Yeah, uh, got his friend killed. Yep, and then took out his anger and killed a white guy. And now the tragedy is oh, John Travolta has been exiled. Yeah, because he killed a white guy. They'll never. And in the race. That's, a, that's actually and it, a
1: line in the movie yeah. too. He says, "You can come back from this." It's like, it's like we, you can save yourself. Yeah. It's like I killed a white guy in Missouri. There's no yep. coming back from that. Yeah. <laughs> like, how about killing a black guy? Yeah. Like
0: the the tra- the tragedy of this is reframed to like, oh, poor, John poor John Travolta suffering Travolta. suffering because of racism in this country. Yep. It's like, oh my god. Yeah. Um. But Jesse Jesse convinces him, hey. He says, You told me you have to fight the system from within. I think you got to do the
1: same, dude. And then Jack is just like, It's different, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's very different. Then the movie gets the final scene. So, well, he kicks Jesse out. Jesse yeah. keeps wants to try to like help him, but he says, No, you got to go. And so he kicks yeah. him out. And so then and Jesse that... goes back to the camp. Yes. And he, from across the fence, he asks if he can come back yeah, again. He's so like, this I want to
0: play at the Fourth of July party.
1: This would be like the second. Really, the third, but in terms of how the time Mr. Benedict knows, the second time he's run off mm. and he's coming back again, like again, I get the the concept, the metaphor of the story is like liberation from within, but it's like, just fucking leave the place. Yes. Just go somewhere else. But
0: he, he makes a, a plan. So they are at the Fourth of July party, and they're all in their nice suits. They're
1: oh, pla- and, and they're playing. Uh, Sarah and Jesse talk also yes. as well, and a- he, he wants to end things with her.
0: Yeah, and she's like, no. Because for some reason she's now attracted
1: to him. For um, whatever reason. For whatever reason he sucks. Yeah. Then there's the Fourth of July concert. Yes,
0: it's the Fourth of July concert. Um and they're all up there in the nice suits and they're playing the, you know, Fourth of July music. And then,
1: what a twist just starts ramming on that guitar. Well, you forgot. What? Jack shows up.
0: Well, doesn't he show up? After they start playing? No. Oh. Well, Jack shows up, and he's immediately arrested. (laughs) I don't know what his plan is here. Yeah, so... He doesn't make some triumphant thing. He just walks, and is like, hey, and the cops arrest him. Well, so
1: they're playing their usual stuff. Jack shows up, and everybody turns around, and is like, oh, my God, it's Jack. Oh, my God, it's Jack. And Jack hands Jesse the harmonica and says, I'll be back. Yeah, and then he gets arrested. Arnold Schwarzenegger style, and then he's arrested. So yeah,
0: and he's taken off. He's probably I will executed say, for murder, dear
1: reader. He will not be back. Yes, he, <laughs> he will not. be in prison for the rest of his life, yes. if not executed. Um, but as he, I don't being, know how he's
0: going to fight that. Like even if it was like he killed a guy who killed a guy, it's still, not, still guy. he still killed a guy.
1: He still killed a guy, unless if Eisenhower or who's the president after Eisenhower, Kennedy. Yeah, Kennedy. And then, unless he gets clemency, yeah. he's not getting out. Yeah. So it's while he's being escorted away. Oh, yeah, they start they playing, start rock, playing rock and roll and stuff. it's like a
0: back to the future style ending where are like yeah they're all up there on the stage and everyone's like dancing in the crowd cool getting
1: jiggy with it
0: and everyone's like i guess we like rock and roll music <laughs> now." when sarah runs away from her dad yeah and there's like it...
1: fireworks everyone's dancing she and jesse kiss fest-
0: in the middle yeah it's a whole event it's crazy it actually looks pretty nice it looks cool yeah it's well shot and well staged yeah as you would expect from a choreographer um to well stage a dance sequence. Yeah.
1: So it looks really nice. It's compare probably, this. Po-
0: probably the best scene in the
1: movie. Compare this to the Staying Alive final show. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say?
0: I don't know. This does look great. the end of the, Staying Alive, yeah.
1: What? Well, 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 I didn't understand any this, of that. This is better staged than that. Than Staying Alive? Yeah. Even though Staying Alive, it's a professionally a Broadway, performance. Yes. Broadway performance. Yes. You would still say this is better.
0: Yes. This, this has more fun to it. Interesting. Um, But then this, this movie decides to, you know, make its final nod because, you know, it thinks it's such a progressive film. The camera shows over to like the four black residents of the town and they're watching all all this like these white people go crazy and they put their sunglasses on and start nodding their heads to the beat. Because this movie's like, see, the black people now understand. They like the
1: white people yeah, playing the, their they music. They understand
0: that we like their music now. And it's really progressive. And grand. it's like, oh, my God, this movie has such tone deafness. Yeah. It has no idea what it's trying to say. And the, what it thinks it's saying, it isn't. It's
1: Yeah. Uh, but it's, then it, the movie in, ends. Yeah, and the movie ends. That's the ending. That's the ending. John Travolta gets arrested. <laughs> John Travolta gets arrested. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, with Robin Williams getting yeah. escorted out of the classroom. murder someone. Well that's well yeah. metaphorically he murdered somebody. Yeah. He, he he was the metaphorical cause of um that one student's death. Yeah. Wh- who kills himself because yeah. he can't be an actor. I mean his dad's the real cause, but yeah. like Robin William implanted the ideas in his yeah. head that he should chase after yeah. art. Yeah, so he's thought of as the metaphorical killer of yes. whatever that guy's name is. And so when he's being escorted out of the classroom and everybody's like, My cat's in my cap and stay on the desk, yeah. that would be parallel to the students playing the rock and roll while he's being escorted out yeah but yeah
0: that's the end of this movie
1: John Tumultz got the electric chair
0: yes he died um so this movie comes out
1: can we can we talk about one more thing before we go into logistics at the end um the hair ranking key to music All right, welcome to The Hair Ranking, brought to you by the 12 Team Podcast. I'm your co-host, Stuart Elmore.
0: I'm Jeff Sweeney. I'm here to listen.
1: I'm so here. I'm actually a fan of John's hair Ooh, this. Ooh, spicy. So look at this. Ooh, that's spicy. It's it's like, it's adult hair let a little loose. It's adult hair let a little loose. He's got a little stubble. And some chest hair coming out of the hmm. neck. You see Are that we
0: including chest hair in the ring? Well, I just
1: the overall package. Yeah. I would say so. I believe perfect is number five, right? Yes. Put it above perfect, Ooh. below Saturday Night Fever. Ooh. I actually like this adult hair Travolta. It is very well formed, well fitted. Um, it's like a nice, it's just a nice like combination of curves yeah. and poof and slickness that I. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Like, look at this. It's
0: magic. Look at this. Look at that. It does look nice.
1: Look that. That. It looks really nice. I agree. It's really good. So yeah, I uh, I'm am a fan of John Travolta's hair in this, and that's partly why I wrote four pages on this movie. <laughs> so because of the hair. That is that concludes the hair ranking for yeah. episode 18. Shout. So this movie's okay. over. Yes. Yeah, so this movie's over. How much did it make, Jeff?
0: Um. So this movie cost eleven million dollars.
1: Whoa! I did not know that. Because Which, I know how much in it modern
0: made. times is a low budget. For nineteen ninety one, it's like a mid size budget. Yeah, but still, this movie only makes three million five hundred thousand dollars. <sighs> this movie loses nearly ten million
1: dollars. I don't think it deserved that. I mean, no one wanted to see this movie. Why do you think that is? Uh,
0: John Trollton was a has-been at the time.
1: Yeah. Um, It's not a good movie. It's not good, but I I would think like older white families, like the reasons why The Blind Side or The Green Book had made money is what I would think this movie would make money for, Mm -hmm. is for wider audiences to feel good about themselves so they show up and watch this movie.
0: Except those movies are entertaining to watch. That is, the, that is the greatest I guess trick. that's true. That's the, that's the trick of those movies, that they're entertaining to watch. They're yeah. like a hamburger instead of a snake.
1: Because I was going to give this like a... I would get, I was going to give this like a 40% of Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Like it's rotten, but like not a 20 or a zero. Mm-hmm. Like it's got some like good moments in it. Yeah. The overarching message is flawed, very yes. flawed. And there's some cultural... It's well
0: shot, which is why I'd give it a yeah. little bit of an edge. Well shot. is good.
1: Performance is...
0: Bad except for
1: Travolta. Bad except for Travolta. So,
0: um, so yeah this this movie has no cultural impact. No, no one sees it, um, gets bad reviews, and that that's base. It's very hard to find any uh, information on a lot of these Travolta movies from this time, it's mm-hmm. because they were not successful. And, yeah, um, they really didn't interest much in the culture at the time. Right. So that's basically the extent of this movie. Is that it was just another flop for Travolta, adding up to his like. 10 that he's had already throughout this time. Just another failure. Uh, And after this, his next main role in a movie is he decides he's got to do another sequel to Look Who's Talking. Mm -hmm. But before he does that, we got to talk about one more movie that we'll be covering next week. That's right, folks. Tune in next week. Uh, We hope you enjoyed this episode discussing Shout. Do you have anything last minute you want to say?
1: I just... That's
0: basically Shout. That's basically uh, shout. Um, I, w- I honestly wish I had more to talk about in terms of half the aftermath of this movie. Like I used to have a lot of, yeah. um, there's just nothing on these movies. They had no impact. Yeah. Um,
1: I think, I, I wonder if there was a version of this movie that could have been good.
0: There is absolutely a version of this. Um, yeah. It's called dead Poets society
1: and you folks should watch that. Peter Weir is a great director.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I um, yeah. hope you enjoyed this episode mm-hmm. next week. You can tune in for what's pro what proves to be our happiest episode ever. Uh, on the film Boris and Natasha. Fuck you. The film Boris and Natasha, um, a Charles Martin Smith uh, film. Uh, You can check that out here next week on Travolting Podcast. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that fun stuff if you enjoyed this episode. Um, You can make sure you follow us on all available platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and YouTube. We appreciate every like, every subscription, every comment. Anything you guys want to send us, feel free. If you want to reach out to us directly, it's at TravoltingPod on Twitter or Instagram. If you want to, you can pop into our Reddit, r Travolting. Email us TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com. That is TravoltingPodcast at gmail.com. The Twitter and Instagram are TravoltingPod. The email is podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Jeff W. Sweeney.
1: Find me on Instagram at Elmore 95
0: And as always, special thanks to Rebecca Johnson for our graphic design and Michael Van Bodegam smith for the theme music that is now leading you guys out. Have a great day, everybody. Bye.